Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Gather and Glean, an episode where we get to meet up with older, wiser women and just hear um, from them uh, lessons that they've learned through their life and, and lessons that God has taught them and wisdom that he's given them through their experiences that they've walked through themselves. Uh, my name is Bailey and I'm your host. Um, just a little bit about me. Um, I have been married uh, for about two and a half years now uh, to my husband Jacob and it has been such a blessing getting to um, experience marriage um, with him. He is seriously the best um the best husband he he loves me unconditionally and he just uh he he has supported me through everything uh when it comes to the website and the blog and um this podcast like he he is such a cheerleader for me and um encourages me to do uh, what god has called me to do and i just love getting to go through life with him uh we have recently welcomed um our first baby girl into the world um in this past september so she's she's three months now and we're just loving life with her um our our very first baby um is with the lord Uh, we had a miscarriage uh, about like i don't know a year in marriage uh we we got pregnant with our first and and that one has passed away and gone to be with the lord um but the Lord, uh, he, he had been very, very faithful to us um, through our second pregnancy and just getting us through it. It was, it was a scary thing for me, um, having lost our first, but he had been so faithful and, and she is so healthy and doing so well. And um, life, life has been, you know, definitely challenging um, learning how to take care of a baby and balance work marriage and and everything even uh, ministry has changed for me so yeah a lot of changes in my life lately so um that's been good but um I I I started to um have this heart to do a podcast uh, a while ago actually um this interview that I have you guys listening to today I recorded I don't know like summer 2018 I was still pregnant with Abigail um our baby and um so it's been a while um just get you know having the baby and stuff so it kind of set me back on my goal of when I wanted to get these podcasts out um but it's the God's timing is so perfect because right now is like the perfect time for us to kickstart this um I'm really excited for what the Lord has in store for it but I just I wanted to tell you a little bit about my heart behind this podcast um it is based off a verse in Titus 2 and and it says Um, Older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to walk in their homes, to do good, to work in their homes, I'm sorry, to do good and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. Um, I believe that it is something that God has called all women to do. Um, It is to pour into the younger generation. So there's always going to be somebody just a little bit younger than you or more. And um, you have walked through more life experiences than this person. And, and God can use you in their lives. He can use you to be an example. He can use um, the lessons that you've learned to help them in their walk with Jesus and to, to help them grow closer to him. And and so I believe that's something that God has called every woman to do. And unfortunately, I, I don't think that this is happening as often as it should. I I have so many friends who, you know, have have talked to me about how they they pray for older women to invest in them um and and to invest in them spiritually and it's just not happening. You know, I I know that it does happen um just probably not as often as it should. 
Um, and so that's kind of why I, I wanted to do this podcast because I have had the blessing of, of being ministered to by some godly women who, who really helped me along in my walk with Jesus and um, just life experiences. And, and so I, I have prayerfully um, picked out some women that I'm going to be talking to and asking them questions because there's so much for us to learn. And these women um, can help us you know, with us just sitting down and asking them and like digging into their heart and seeing what God has taught them. Um, this podcast, um, it's by no means supposed to be something that replaces that human contact that you might have with somebody. Um, but, um, I'm just hoping that maybe this could be an opportunity for us to just learn a little bit, you know, if it, maybe you don't have that woman in your life. Hopefully um, these podcasts can, um, and these interviews can give you just a little bit of, of godly wisdom um, from women who I have personally known. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I am going to be interviewing Cody Austin and she you guys is the sweetest person you'll ever meet like she loves Jesus so much she's a she's a mom she's a wife and she is doing something right and I I think what she's doing right is just that she loves Jesus and he has um, been so graceful um, towards her and um, just the way that he's worked in her life and everything she loves Jesus and she's living for him and she has been a light um, to the world and a light to women in the church. Like to me um, personally, she's been a light. I just, I just can't believe it. <laughs> like it's one thing to be a light to the world, but Cody has been a light to the church and um, she's just like a breath of fresh air for for us I know you guys are just gonna love her um our interview today is you know it's gonna be a little bit longer than the other interviews that I hope to do I hope to keep them more around like 30 minutes but man I couldn't cut anything out it's just all so good um she has such good wisdom and godly advice um to to give us so I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say um and I also wanted to, just before we get started with the interview, just point out to you guys that this is real life. I, my, my daughter, I'm like in my kitchen and my daughter is down the hall taking a nap. I'm hoping she doesn't wake up, um, you know, but she very well could. And my husband could walk in the door at any minute and, you know, this is just real life. I have traffic outside and with my interview with Cody, we're in her kitchen and um, you might hear her youngest, Colby Joe, in the background and I just wanted to let you know she was being supervised and she was okay. <laughs> just wanted to point that out to you guys so you're not worried. Um, but anyway, I, I really hope you guys enjoy this interview and um, Let's get started. Well, hi, Cody. Hi, Bailey. <laughs> um, we are having an interview today with Cody Austin. I'm really excited um, that I get to do this with you. I, um, I This is the very first podcast, so it's kind of a little exciting nervous and stuff for me at least and um <laughs> but it'll be good yes you'll do great baby thank you you're welcome <laughs> um so you're a wife yes and you're a mother of four with one um who's recently went to be with the lord yes um how many years have you been married we just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary oh really 10 yes. years that's great yeah it was a pretty awesome. It went by really fast. Really? Yeah. It feels like it's only been two years. Yeah. But that's a good thing mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel like it's been 10 years. That's true. Yeah. I feel though I've only been married two years and I feel like I've been married forever. <laughs> but not in like a bad way. I just yeah. feel like I know him really well. Yes. And like 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll see, like, especially once you start having children, it seems like time goes by, like, way faster. And then before you know it, you're, like, five years and then ten years, and you're like, wait, yeah. where did all the time go? Yeah. And um, for your kids, what, what are their ages and their names, too? Okay. Um, Kylie is 12 years old, and our second is our son, Clay, and he's nine. And then our third is Colby Joe, and she just turned two. And then our fourth baby that passed away, um, she was due in September, um, mm-hmm. but she's with the Lord. No better place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I'm really excited that I get to um, do this interview with you because I'm just trying to um, meet up with just older, wiser women than me and um, kind of um, learn from their experiences and learn from what God has taught them. And so I'm really excited that um, you're willing to do this with me. Um, we're doing it. It's We're calling the podcast Glean because okay. it's the purpose of gleaning from other women. Um, and it's based off of the Titus Titus 2, verses 3 to 5, and it says, Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands then they will not bring shame on the word of God. And so um, you're a wife and a mom, and so, like, you're a perfect candidate for me to interview. Well, thank you, baby. <laughs> and you're a godly woman, so that, that that's actually probably the most important thing. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the questions today, they're just going to range from, like, marriage to children to... I have another question at the end that has to do with um, our relationship with other women in the church, and so I, I'm... I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that, but I have a few questions to um, ask you to kind of ease into it. Um, one, if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Okay, um, <laughs> it's funny because I'm going to say it, and um, it's the very first food that popped in my mind when you said it, um, an avocado. Mm. Um, an avocado? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Well, actually, my, my oldest, she doesn't like avocados, and we think she's bonkers for not loving avocados. Um, but there's just so much nutritional value in it, and um, it, it also has good fat in, in it for your body. Mm-hmm. And I just never get really tired of an avocado. Uh, yeah. I never get tired of avocados. Yeah. And you can eat it on, like, anything you can Mm -hmm. eat it on a toast you can eat it on uh eggs I mean yeah it's anything yeah yeah I don't know if you can have this because I know you um you're gluten-free and stuff but at PJ's they have this like roll that's avocado and it's like fried really (laughs) it's really good fried avocado yeah well it's like got a it's wrapped with something okay so it might be what store did you say BJ's at BJ's? the restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might have gluten, but yeah, it's really sounds good. delicious. If you're cheating one day or something. <laughs> um, okay, number two. If you had the opportunity to travel to Mars, would you? Um, to be honest, no. <laughs> I don't know if that's so melancholy, but I just feel like bringing it back to the Word of God. Like God mm. created Earth for us to enjoy and. You know, if you start traveling the world on here on Earth, it is so beautiful. There's just yeah, that's a good point. An endless possibility of exploration and seeing new things and wonder, and you know, God is totally in the midst of all of it. So, um, but obviously, God created Mars. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Yeah, I'm afraid of outer space. Okay, so I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big fan of flying, so I don't think uh, I would do well in a space shuttle. <laughs> I think one of my worst nightmares is like, you know, those movies and they're like floating in outer space yeah. forever. That is awful. It's actually quite <laughs> interesting if um, 
anybody's interested, but they have like educational videos on YouTube on what it's like to live in space. In a really? Sh- yeah. How you brush your teeth in space, um, how you go to the bathroom in space. I mean, it's very interesting because it's a whole different lifestyle. Yeah, everything's <laughs> without gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be so strange. Um. Yeah. Um, what are your go-to meals for your family? I'm interested in this one because I want, I like all the ideas for meals. Okay. Um, so something that we do in our home, because I'm really big on our children eating healthy, Mm -hmm. um, is we eat lots of fruit as snacks. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we eat lots of fruit, but, um, I kind of do like when I cook, of course, I have, like, great meals that I cook, but I use, like, staple food. Like, I always do meat with a vegetable and then a carb. Um, so we eat a lot of chicken. Our go-to mm-hmm. food is chicken. I can make chicken in lots of different ways. <laughs> you have to be inventive because yeah. it, it becomes kind yeah. of redundant, you know? But um, we definitely uh, – and then our go-to food, like type of food is definitely Mexican food. Yeah. We're big Mexican food eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always try to incorporate a vegetable in every meal. Um, and cause it's all about That's the veggies. <laughs> yeah. You want your kids to eat veggies so they grow up to be healthy too. Yeah. But you know, it's just kind of like with anything you want to, you don't want to be extreme on one side or lackadaisical on the other. So you try to find a happy median because of course you're only a kid once Mm -hmm. and you know, the fun part about being a kid is you can eat whatever you want (laughs) and burn it off. You know, it's not like an adult where as we get older, we have to kind of watch what we eat. But, um, you know, food has changed so much. That's a whole different topic, but from when we were kids and so, but I just try to teach them healthy habits, you know, cause our body is a temple and we should take care of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh, okay. So here's this one. What's your least favorite chore? I have to say cleaning the potty. <laughs> That's not my it's favorite. It's not fun to do that. No. Ever. And especially when it's not your own potty. That's yeah. different. When you have to clean up after your children's potty, you know, it's one thing if you have to clean up after yourself, but when it's somebody else's potty, it's not very enjoyable. Like you mean when it's your kids? Yeah, because you know they're you know they're still learning how to be <laughs> neat and clean. And <laughs> but That's um, true. I heard you're supposed to give it a swirl like every week or every, no? I think someone said every day like give give it a quick swirl. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially when you have a boy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's definitely not my favorite. But, you know, it. it's, you know, I try to think about my husband and all that he sacrifices. And mm-hmm. when I have a begrudging attitude about cleaning the potty, it's like, come on, Cody. I, it humbles me where I'm like, okay, yeah, you should be cheerful in in cleaning the potty too I I I'm gonna just tell a quick story when I worked I used to work at Arby's and I would always have to clean the the dining room and so I would like sweep them up and clean the bathrooms and I I did not like it I I was just not happy about always having to clean the the men's bathroom yeah yeah and um I had this like day where I was just thinking about how they say um to to like work as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't know that if this is what the verse meant, but I was just thinking <laughs> if Jesus was going to use this bathroom, how am I going to clean it? And so I like it changed from me your perspective and your attitude. Yeah, and huh? so I was doing a thorough job and I wanted to do a good job because I was like if Jesus is going to use this bathroom. <laughs> that is so awesome, Bailey. Oh man, I'm going to have it, to use that next change. time. It changed my perspective. perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um Okay, so that's your least favorite. Do you have a favorite chore? I really like making my bed. Really? Yeah. I just like the way it looks when you make Mm -hmm. it. It looks so fresh and inviting, you know. And for for a mom, you know, it's like we're we're constantly, you know, 
serving our husband and our children and it's you know your bed is kind of like your sanctuary in Mm -hmm. your home and it's a place for me and my husband to reconnect so when I make it it just feels like like something to look forward to at the end of the day like that's nice you know this is where I'll get to like hug my husband and you know reconnect with him but obviously he's not he doesn't come home every night but when he does come home um the bed you know being made and stuff I I don't know that's like my favorite thing oh that's so sweet I like that thank you um so how did your you and your husband meet okay so when my husband and I met we weren't believers um and so I almost felt embarrassed to tell you where we (laughs) met but um we met in a country western bar stampede Mm -hmm. in Temecula is where we met okay yeah yeah um and you've already answered this, how you've been married 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I kind of want to ask, um, so you guys met and you weren't believers. Yes. And was it, were you together for a while before you got saved? Or? So, um, you know, you kind of know the story, but I'll tell those that are listening. Um, so we met and after dating a year, I got pregnant with Kylie Starr and, um, I, we, we still weren't believers and, um. I come from a broken home, so I didn't want to get married to Kevin because we were having a children, and marriage was a big deal for me, and it meant forever because mm-hmm. I didn't want my children to be raised in a broken home. Um, and so um, Kylie's story is kind of a beautiful story of how God is faithful to us even when we're not following him and how much he loves us even when we're mm-hmm. you know blinded by our sin. And, uh, I was going to have, you know, an abortion with Kylie Mm -hmm. and God, um, had intervened. A lady at my work was a Christian and that's where God started planting the seed, you know, in my heart and in my life, um, during that time. But anyways, a woman that I worked with, um, she saw that I was struggling because she knew I was pregnant. And, um, one day on my lunch, she, uh, invited me to go to lunch with her and she ended up taking me to a Christian pro-life counseling center. And that day the woman, you know, just counseled me there and just told me that I have a heavenly father who loves me Mm -hmm. and loves this baby. And there is hope and, um, you know, there is help out there. And, um, so, you know, that day, of course I decided to keep my baby and, um, and so our baby, not my baby, Kevin mm-hmm. and I's baby. That's and amazing. S- so, um, so we had Kylie, and we got married when she was two and a half, um, two, and uh, and then right after I had her, um, I started going. It was actually, um, I think, two thousand eight is when I started going to revival, and that's when I accepted the Lord into my heart and. Mm-hmm made him my Lord and Savior, and I got saved first. And um, at first when I got saved, you know, God just really spoke to me through his word and how a wife should be because growing up in a home where um, it wasn't, my parents weren't saved, and my mom always had taught me to be strong and to not rely on a man, and the Bible taught the opposite, you know, um, to, to submit to my husband and the gentle and quiet spirit and to win him over mm-hmm. with the way that I live and not with my words. And so it really transformed me. And of course, at first when I got saved, I wanted to convince Kevin of how great Jesus was. Cause you know, when you get saved, you're on fire and you mm-hmm. want to like share with other people what you're experiencing. And of course I shared that with Kevin, but you know, um, God just really humbled me and spoke to me and was like, if you want to win his heart for me, you need to live out my word and let him see that in your life. And so that's what I did. And, um, it took a couple years and it was hard. It wasn't easy, but, um, what God did was amazing. Um, my husband, uh, got a, wonderful opportunity that God had given him. And this was the start of the seed that he had planted in his heart. And it was to work with Caterpillar at their corporate headquarters in Illinois. And so we, we, uh, packed up all of our things and we moved to Illinois without anything. We, we ended no house to live in. We moved out there and we lived in our trailer, um, out in the woods, 
um, in the middle of the summer and um, waited to find a home to rent. And uh, it was then that God started working on Kevin and when Kevin accepted Jesus into his heart because he had stripped even me, you know, our family of all of our comforts and all we had was the Lord and each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when Kevin accepted Jesus into his heart. And um, it's just been amazing to see what God has done in our marriage since then. Yeah, that's so amazing. Thank you. The Lord deserves all the credit. Yeah. Anything good in us is because of Him. That's so good. Um, so you've been married 10 years. And um, I'm just curious because you have, you have children. So I don't know how this works. When you celebrate your anniversary, when you have kids, is it sometimes, is it like a family thing for you guys? Or is it like a, something where you like want to be alone and have a date? Or, or like what do you guys do to celebrate? To be honest, it's different every year. Yeah. Um, but uh, of course, we celebrate it with the kids, um, and then you know, um, in the in the busyness of life, you know, with Kevin working and me homeschooling and being at home, and um, you know, being a parent and just the things that go on in your life. Sometimes you don't take that time aside to spend that intimate time with your husband, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, we should date our spouses the way that we did when we first started courting or were interested in each other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that doesn't happen. So, um, we always look for any opportunity to date each other or go out on a date. And so when it's our anniversary, of course, we love to, um, go out kid free and Mm -hmm. just, um, reflect on God's faithfulness and where he's brought us, um, thus far and what our goals are in the future as, you know, a couple and where, where God is leading us. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but we love to include the children because, um, you know, ultimately God deserves all the glory in every anniversary Mm -hmm. because we're both sinful and, um, we couldn't do this without him being the center of our marriage. But, um, we like to include the kids too, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, your family and like, they're they're part of it too. <laughs> yeah, no, they sure are. <laughs> um, oh, this is this is an interesting one um, <laughs> because I I don't know if you can think of anything off the top of your head, but um, what are ways that you show love and respect to your husband? Because every man is going to be a little bit different in how he receives love and respect. Um, but I think it's kind of good for us to have ideas of, yeah. of that. Um, so this is like a really good question because I think this is really important um, because, you know, um, as a wife, we are to encourage our husband and lift him up and be his supporter and, as I say, his number one fan. Um, and so I think this is really important for us as wives to do. Um, and as you said, every man has a different way he receives love. You know, we all have different love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that's really big for me is um, with my children. I never want my children to hear me talk bad about their mm-hmm. dad. Um, and I want my children to know, um, I want my children to be the same, be his encourager and um, his supporter. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I do with Kevin is I always, um, with my children, is I, we always talk about daddy and how great he is and what he does for our family and how he loves the Lord. And um, we, we just like to celebrate him, like in general and adore him. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing I, I think is important is to teach your children that. Cause I yeah. want them to see in me that I love daddy and that, um, you know, that he, he is great and God has given us him. And, um, and so I think that's really important to teach your children and to never speak bad about them or tear them down. Um, and especially not to see you do it because they're little sponges. And so what they see you doing, they're going to mimic. Um, and then, um, I always like to just, I don't know when, when I'm with Kevin, I just, we, I don't know. It's, I love being with him and, um, just, you know, constantly complimenting him and, um, you know, 
Another thing is, unfortunately, in today's society, technology is such a huge distraction and, um, and it can be a hindrance in a relationship. And so when we're together, we make it a point to not be on our cell phones. Mm -hmm. And if we are, we tell each other like, Oh, I, I really need to take care of this business regarding such and such. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and so, uh, we make it a point to not be on our cell phones when we're around each other or when we're together as a family because um, nothing's more frustrating when you want to spend time with someone and they're mm-hmm. distracted by yeah. a computer or a cell phone or whatever. So that's very important. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I... Was no, that, yes, okay. definitely. All right. I know that um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you think of ways that you do show disrespect that might... That might include some of the things you were saying. Yeah. Um, so another thing that I try not to do, and this is something that I, I think um, is a, something I could work on, you know, um, and is a struggle, is not, you know, you you know, but I'll tell the, the people that are listening, um, my husband works out of town, and so he's mm-hmm. only home on the weekends. And sometimes I tend to... Um, like, and it's not directed towards him. It's just because he's my best friend and I talk to him about everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll, I'll tend to complain about things, um, that are going on or, um, at home, like with the kids or just in general. And it's really not good to do that because he's sacrificing so much and working so hard so that I can be home with the kids and Mm -hmm. homeschool them. And I feel like, it's almost, um, it's hurtful for him if he hears me complain because it's like, well, why am I doing all of this Mm -hmm. if you're going to, you know, uh, complain about such and such. So I Mm -hmm. think that, um, but it's important to speak with your husband about your feelings Mm -hmm. and, and what you're experiencing and, you know, um, and not only that, talking about it, your husband, but talking about it to the Lord and giving it to the yeah. Lord and being like, Lord, um, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? And um, so that's something I tend to catch myself doing. And um, I think it's important that, and I think women in general, we're just, you know, we can tend to do that. And I think that we shouldn't. And then the other thing is nagging, you know, mm-hmm. um, not nagging your husband about things. Um, and you know, there's always a time for everything and God opens up opportunities at the perfect time. And, um, you know, um, there's a way to, to speak to your husband in a loving, gentle way versus a nagging sort of a way. So mm-hmm. I would say nagging and complaining, you know, cause mm-hmm. I think we can tend to do that as women. Yeah. I know for my husband, he, he feels disrespected when, um, like in public, I might do something that um, makes him feel degraded. Like mm-hmm. if he, I don't know, like did something wrong and I kind of point it out. Yeah. That it, it shows disrespect to him in that. And so that's something that I don't, I try not to do. Yeah, especially in Sometimes public. Sometimes I'm yeah. like joking. I'm uh-huh. like, I can't believe you did that. But <laughs> it, he, it, it um, for him specifically, I'm sure yeah. every man is different, but for him that shows disrespect and it it doesn't show that I'm his cheerleader and that I want him to succeed in everything yeah and so I'm sure that will even when we have kids um that will be part of that as well yeah definitely not not doing that in front of your children Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) well because you know you're you have an audience in your home and um that's the place that we're most comfortable and most ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, and our children see right through it. And so, um, that's the biggest for me because, and then the other thing that, um, I always catch myself doing, and I always say it, but, um, especially as mothers, we'll say like my son, when we yeah. talk about our children or we say, oh, my princess or which there's nothing wrong with that. But I never use personal. I always like to say our son and our daughter because they truly one, they're not mine alone. Um, they're the Lord's mm-hmm. and they're my husband and I together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think, you know, you just got to be sensitive to those things. Cause it can, like you said, you, and 
in your heart, you're not intentionally trying to hurt anybody by mm-hmm. saying that. You're being genuine, but in the long run, it may offend your husband. Yeah, and it's important, I think, to to pay attention to those things that that they are hurt by because we might not think we're doing anything wrong and our intentions might not be wrong, but um, it is damaging to them. And so yeah. avoiding those things because we love them, I think, is important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, our words have power, you know, as the Bible talks about. You know, our tongue is a root of all evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's untamable. Yes. <laughs> that kind of goes with our my next question for you um, because it's about not, you know, talking bad about your husband in front of your children. Um, when you guys have, like, a disagreement, what do you do? Like, when you have kids and you have a disagreement, how do you take care of <laughs> that? Well, obviously, this is a tough one because um, we're not perfect, and it's kind of a a thing that you learn over, you know, Mm -hmm. with experience and and the Lord's guidance and help, but um, it can be hard when you have children. It's one thing when it's just you two alone, but when the children are around, and sometimes it can be a disagreement about the children, like disciplining, Mm -hmm. and we may not agree on... Uh, one way or the other um, but we tend to go in our room mm-hmm. that's what we do and um, uh, <laughs> um, we, de- we tend to go in our room and sometimes if we catch ourselves starting to argue we'll go in our room or we'll just say we can't talk about this right now because the kids are around mm-hmm. but that's ten- that's what we tend to do but sometimes that's hard because um, he's away. So, um, a lot of the times, um, when he's not here during the week, we talk on the phone. And if we have an argument over the phone, I'm, I tend to always, when I talk to him on the phone, I always go in my room and I close the door so that we can have a private conversation. Mm -hmm. And then if we end up having an argument about something, I'm already in my room and the kids aren't present. Um, but that's, Tend, that's what we tend to do is go in our room or we'll just say <laughs> like no no more talking like we need to have this conversation privately yeah I'm sure it makes it really hard yeah but it might also be a good thing because it gives you a little time to reflect of, yeah like yeah. why am I mad <laughs> Maybe. yeah we, me and my husband were talking about this because we have it really good right now we can when we are arguing we can um we can work it out we have all the time in the world to discuss it and but what we were just thinking when we have kids it might be hard like a little bit more difficult yeah well I will say this though um when you do argue in front of your children show them humility Mm -hmm. and something that my husband is really good at and what I just like adore about him he's so like gentle and um forgiving Mm -hmm. and so loving and so um he always tends to be the person that if we do argue in front of our kids where he'll stop and he'll say I'm sorry and he'll give me like a hug or a kiss in front of the kids Mm -hmm. and um I think that's important that your children do see you argue a little bit because they're gonna have arguments in life in general disagreements not arguments but disagreements in maybe in their work place or, um, you know, with a, a fellow friend or a classmate, you just, you know, we face disagreements in life period, mm-hmm. no matter where we are walking in our, in our walk with the Lord. And it's really important to demonstrate to them how to argue right. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a good point because if you never argue in front of them, they're not going to see Humility. You can teach them how to yeah. argue the right way. Yes, yeah. And you can have a disagreement in a loving way without raising your voice mm-hmm. and speaking the truth in love and in a gentle way versus being harsh or uh, anger, angry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah. That's good. I love that. Um, um, 
here's a question. <laughs> this is just because I don't know this. And okay. I only just found out like a year ago when my friend had a baby that you're supposed to use baby laundry detergent for them. <laughs> so what kind of laundry detergent have you used? Okay, so uh, m- my kids have sensitive skin. Oh, okay. um, they always have. So, um, But the laundry detergent I use is Dreft, which is what you buy in the store. Um, but you can also make your own baby laundry oh. detergent. There's tons of recipes um, on Pinterest or online that you can look up. I've never done them myself, but I have tons of friends that have um, made their own laundry detergent. But I use Dreft. Cause and they sell it just at any average store? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, and it has a very distinct smell. Like, it smells like baby. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe the baby smell, but it smells like a baby. But it's hypoallergenic, and, um, you know, it's gentle on their skin. And um, they, yeah. have, they have sensitive skin. Have you noticed if your, your clothes ever affect them when you're holding them? No, and the the only reason I know this is because my my husband has eczema, oh. and so Kylie has it a little bit only on her back, and then Colby Joe, our youngest, she my son doesn't have it, um, but my little one Colby Joe, she has really bad eczema, oh. and um, she's even gotten it on her face, um, and so. Uh, I have to regularly keep up with her skin, otherwise she'll break out. Um, and I've seen a dermatologist through Rady's Children's, and um, I asked her, I said, does laundry detergent have any correlation with eczema or food, like what you eat? Does mm-hmm. that Could it be food allergies that's what's aggravating it? And she said um, that there have been studies done, and they cannot prove there has been no proof that laundry detergent like oh. aggravates eczema. So, um, so I, the answer to your question is, I don't, the answer to your question is no, I don't think it's from mm-hmm. my clothes. Um, because with breastfeeding all three of my children, you know, they're con- when you breastfeed, yeah. they're constantly like rubbing up all along your clothes uh-huh. and stuff. And, um, the only thing I will say that can aggravate their skin is, um, and I didn't know this until Colby mm-hmm. Joe, but when she was a newborn, she broke out all over her face and on her forehead, like with a rash. And I went to the pediatrician and he said that, um, not to be using Johnson baby products on your baby because really? they have made society believe that like you have to have Johnson and yeah. Johnson to for shampoo and yeah. for for lotion. What else do you get? <laughs> um, I know. And so I didn't know this. With my other two, I use Johnson. So um, I use on Coley Joe. It's um, called Cetaphil. Oh, okay. Gentle, I use that. Yeah, gentle skin cleanser. Um, mm-hmm. And they sell it at Sam's Club and um, in any drugstore. Target. Target has it, yeah. And um, you can use it on there. You can use it as uh, shampoo and for their body wash and it's super gentle and it won't like if they do get it in their eyes it won't burn their eyes and um it works great awesome yeah good to know <laughs> anything you need to know about babies you can ask me Bailey awesome um okay so I'm curious um what are some activities that you like to do with your kids um I love to be outside so mm-hmm. anything that has to do with being outside um, and getting them out of the house, um, riding our bikes. We ride our bikes a lot. Um, and my husband really likes to take them on hikes. Uh, so we do hiking. Um, uh, we also really love the library cause I want to mm-hmm. teach the kids to love to read from a very young age. Um, because if they don't love to read, what are they going to do when they need to read their Bible? Yeah, that's a good point. So um, we do, we've always gone to the library. I started that with Kylie. Um, and then uh, they have great programs with the library. They have reading programs during the summer where they can win prizes for so many books that they read. Oh. They also have an in and out program. Yeah. Yes, I know you can't. You can't lose with uh, free in and out <laughs> burgers, um, but they have that in the spring, an in and out program. And then um, 
Six Flags Magic Mountain. They have a reading program where your kids can get free tickets at the end of the school year for reading so many books. That's another little um, fun incentive program for reading. But the library and just any type of activity that's outside, camping, hiking, Mm -hmm. um, going to the beach. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what we like to do. That's good. Do you you guys avoid technology as much as... Yeah, we're... (laughs) It's such a a new thing that all the kids are just always on. Yeah. Even at restaurants, the little... Yeah. What is it called? A kiosk? Kiosk, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm not a parent that sometimes gives my little ones, like, my phone to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. If I need to go to the doctor's appointment, because my husband's gone all the time, yeah. and I homeschool, so my kids are always with me. If I need to go to my yearly checkup, or I need to go to the dermatologist, or I need to go somewhere, and I need their, their them to to be distracted, Mm -hmm. I will use it, but I'm very careful about it because, um, you know, people use it as a babysitter for their children and these children are not getting the interaction with their parents that they need. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we don't have cable in our home. Uh, we just have a TV and a DVD player. So if we want to watch family movies, we have Netflix and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but we still limit the amount of time that they're on the TV and we do not like video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, my daughter who's 12, she does have a cell phone, but it's a prepaid one and she only has it when she's not with us so that we can communicate with her. Um, so she doesn't have, and then with the cell phone, I have a parent, uh, security app on it so I can limit what she is able to access on the phone so she's not allowed to go on the internet on her phone oh, good. and she's good. not allowed to go on she's not allowed to have certain apps like YouTube or any social media app um, but you know we we just talk about it a lot with them about how technology affects our relationships and God made us to uh, we have uh, we are people who have emotions and we're supposed to interact with each other and that's Mm -hmm. the way God designed us and when we're taking that away we're we're not getting what we you know that interaction that we need and then not only that technology is making our children and even adults have such an addictive personality because everything is instant Mm -hmm. you know and um video games you know you get addicted to the video games and it really does a disservice to us. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we're very careful about it. We feel like it can be an, a tool the enemy uses mm-hmm. to destroy families and um, destroy things in our home, and we don't want that. That's we want, good. you know, the Lord to be the center, and yeah. That's good. You're such a good mom. No, baby. Thank you, though. I think so. Um, um, what, what, does devotional life look like for a mom? <laughs> um, so, you know, your devotional time as a mom, you kind of have to, you know, what may work for me, not may work for other moms. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I tend to do is uh, do it in the morning. I always do it in the morning because it just starts my day off right. Yeah. And the first person I want to talk to and think about and speak to is the Lord. And, um, you know, sometimes that doesn't always happen. I have to be flexible with like our schedule. And so I'll, if I'm not able to do it in the morning because my baby wakes up before I wake up, you know, I'll do it whenever I can fit it in mm-hmm. the day, um, sooner the better Yeah. because, um, and even if you want to start the day and in the day with the Lord, you know, that that's really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but I like to do it in the morning and, um, I usually just use our daily bread as my devotional, but sometimes I'll get, um, different devotional books, um, from church that I'll use for, uh, trying to think of the one that I just finished who the author is. She's come to our church and spoke a couple times, but she, she published a yearly devotional. And so I used hers. I got it from, you know, the church Mm -hmm. bookstore. Um, and then sometimes I'll do a devotional for moms, you know, that ministers to what season I'm specifically in. Cause that really helps, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
it's more personal, you know, to the season that I'm in in my life. Or I'll do a homeschool um, mom devotional book. Um, so, but I think it's really important that we start our day off with the Lord and um, before our feet hit the ground and start to get yeah. to work. Is it really as hard as people make it out to be to have that time? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like Especially you have to when, be yeah. very disciplined to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, not only that, I the other thing I would recommend, and sometimes I forget this myself, is to really um, not do it in private, doing it in front of your children. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really important because, you know, you want to be an example to them and um, if you do it in private, they're not seeing you, and whereas they don't know and that. they don't know that you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Versus if you do it in front of them, and I will always remember my grandparents who, um, growing up, they were Christian and they always took us to church whenever we were with them. But um, up until the day my grandpa passed away, he would always, whenever I'd wake up, I'd always find him in the morning at the table with his coffee and his Bible out and his Our Daily Bread out. And he would always be doing his devotional. And it just spoke volumes to me as a kid, you know, not being raised in a Christian home and just seeing his devotion to that, you know, to the Lord and spending that time with him before he started his day. So I think that's important to do it in front of them. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't always happen. But I would definitely encourage that. Yeah. Um. I just had another question about children before I move on to our last question. Um, And I just wanted to know if you had any advice that you would give to a new mom. To a new mom? Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. One thing I would say that has blown me away is um, I didn't get to do it with Kylie when she was a baby because I wasn't saved and Clay, when I got saved, was probably two, or maybe he was one, I can't remember. Um, but I've done it with Colby Joe. And one thing I'll say that has really surprised me is start teaching them about Jesus right when they come out of the womb. And mm-hmm. I know that that sounds crazy because you're like, you're going to talk to a baby about Jesus you don't understand how much that they absorb things, even when they're a baby. And um, Colby Jo, she just turned two, and she already has such faith. Mm-hmm. And she prays. And um, sometimes, there. this is before she turned two, we'll come sit down at the table to eat. This was when she was like one and a half, and I'll start, you know, it's lunchtime, and um you know, moms tend to eat last because you're getting all your kids their food first. I always serve them first. And so I'll sit down and I, I was like super hungry and I, I start eating and I forgot forgot to pray. And Colby looks over at me and she says, Mommy, pray. Oh. And I was like, oh my goodness, Lord. Wow. Like you're so faithful how you're like using my precious child to like speak to me mm-hmm. and remind me. And um, so that's just been so amazing to see how even though they're little and they don't know everything they still have faith you know like she knows who Jesus is Mm -hmm. and so my I would definitely say start teaching them right when they come out about Jesus singing to them about Jesus and reading bible stories about Jesus even though they may may seem like they are not understanding they still are going to get little bits and pieces of out of it that um you know, teaches them. So I would say that would be my number one. And then the other thing I want to say that is super important is, um, you know, especially for you, Bailey, like it being your first is just enjoy every moment and don't get caught up in like doing everything perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, because when it's your first, you, you just don't know what you're doing and you Mm -hmm. learn as you go. And, because it goes by so fast and um just savor every moment and take lots of pictures (laughs) (laughs) but just like enjoy it and don't get caught up in like trying to to do everything perfect you know Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it and get all the kisses and hugs that you can um because they they grow up so fast and 
and soon they're not going to want you to be kissing them all the time Mm -hmm. and hugging them all the time. And especially you're having a girl, but I think for moms with boys, it's different because when your son grows up and he marries, he, um, he's going to be a man and Mm -hmm. he's going to have his own wife and children and the dynamic of your relationship will forever change. Whereas your daughter will always be your best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, and not that your son can't, but you know, your relationship has to change when your son gets married. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that would be like my biggest is teach them right from the time they're born about Jesus and then just savoring every moment because it goes by fast. That's so good. Yeah. Um, and then I just have one last question for you. And it's just because um, I've seen this in you um, as just a believer and as a woman and a godly woman that you, um, you're you always building other people up. And I think that um, as women we can be sometimes very judgmental and very um, um we compare ourselves to other people mm-hmm. and it even happens in the church and I and I don't know that like we often like to talk about this kind of thing that yeah. we do compare ourselves or we can become jealous sometimes but mm-hmm. um I don't know that this is something that you've ever struggled with but I just see that you always see such good in other people and you're always so like like uplifting towards other people and I'm just curious to know if there's things that you do to avoid that sort of um that conflict of comparison well definitely um and again technology facilitates this especially Mm -hmm. social media as women is we can compare to what we're seeing and really social media and what you see on social media is not real life you know it's Mm -hmm. all it can be a, a lot of it can be just very fake to be blunt um and so I really comparison is something I even struggle with and it's not even um you know it can be even not just like heart issues it could be physical attributes you know Mm -hmm. seeing other women on social media and they just had a baby and they look so thin or (laughs) they have like such beautiful complexion and they have no black circles under their (laughs) eyes and you know um but I've learned from experience that comparison is a a robber and a thief Mm -hmm. of joy and the enemy likes to use that to make us feel unworthy and um so I what I tend to do is limit my social that is one thing Mm -hmm. is I limit my social media um time so that um it does that because I think that's where we can compare a lot um especially in the church you know we see we can see one, uh, a fellow sister in Christ doing mm-hmm. something and we're not doing it. And, you know, our walks, that's, what's amazing about Jesus is that our walks with him are personal. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody has the same kind of relationship that I do with Jesus. You know, it's a personal thing. Like I can't make somebody love Jesus. They have to do that on their own. And it's a personal thing. So that's what I love about Jesus is he's such a personal God and, and how he, you know, we've talked about this in Bible study and, mm-hmm. um, how he ministers to us. He may minister to me and comfort me in a different way that he did you and maybe the same exact trial that you've mm-hmm. experienced in your life. And that's what is so amazing about God. But one thing I trend, tend to do, um, that I think helps is, um, always looking at people, through the lens that Jesus looks at them. So like when I see Bailey, I try to think about you in the way that God thinks about you. And so I think that's why, well, and I just, I always want to encourage people. Like, I don't know, it's just something that, but um, I think that that's the biggest thing. Even when a situation may arise with a believer in the church um, and, uh, you know, somebody... I'll give you an example. So like you see someone, a woman at church and she may look dirty or like really unhappy and miserable. Most people would be standoffish to her Mm -hmm. and not want to like approach her or, um, sit next to her or whatever. And, um, I 
when I see someone and that thought may come in my mind, I immediately like humble myself and I'm like, no, Cody, Jesus loves her just as much as he loves you and look at her the way Jesus would look Mm -hmm. at her. And so then immediately all those, all those feelings go away, my sinful feelings, Mm -hmm. sowing to the flesh. And then I sowed to the spirit and then I'm like, okay. And then I'm comfortable. And then I'm like, okay, Jesus, let's go talk to her or whatever, Mm -hmm. or minister to her. So I think that's what I tend to do. And I even do that with our kids. We may be looking, we may be out and about and, um, they see, um, a person who's gay. Um, and my, and my daughter will be like, mom, did you see them holding hands? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm glad that my daughter recognizes that, that that's wrong, but I want to be careful that she is not judgmental or is, because as women, we can be judgmental mm-hmm. and we can compare. And so I don't want her to be like that. I want her to look at them with compassion yeah. and, and, and how she could minister to them because they're obviously severely de- deceived and, um, Jesus loves them just as much as he loves us. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if that answered the no, question. Yeah. Um, and you know, even when there are, when my kids, they argue and they have disagreements I always tell them um that we should use our words to build each other up and not tear each other down and um um so yeah that's that's good I think that's so good and um I think in the past you've told me I just feel like on the opposite side of the spectrum um we can also be the person that people could be comparing themselves to and Mm -hmm. I've heard you say in the past that you don't post on social media unless you feel that it's uplifting yeah like if you feel that it would not be uplifting you choose not to post I think that's a really good um thing um to consider yeah um well you know um my husband doesn't have social media and he's not super fond of it and he's okay with me having um Instagram that's you know what I have but um I'm, I try to be very mindful about the fact that he doesn't have social media. So anybody that I'm, that is my friend on social media, I need to be sensitive that it's not a male because if my husband had a social media and I didn't, would I want him to be, you know? And so I try to think about those things. I want to honor my husband with my social media account, but not most importantly, I want to honor God with my social media Mm -hmm. account. And, um, I just feel like, um, that it should, you know, and, and as believers, especially we should use our social media to minister to others and to be an example and Mm -hmm. to be a light. And, um, I don't want anybody to ever see my social media or anything in my life that would cause someone to stumble or question God. And so I really take that, um, very seriously, (laughs) you know, because, ultimately I have to answer to the Lord Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't want to disappoint him. So, uh, social media is a platform that we can use as believers and as Christian women to, um, be a light and be an example. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, I definitely don't like to post anything that would tear anybody down or make them feel unworthy. Mm Um, you know, and, uh, so yeah, (laughs) That's good. Well, thank you, Cody, for doing this with me. You're welcome. I I really appreciate it. Um, um, I will be back in just a minute to wrap this up, so just stick around, and um, bye, Cody. Bye, Bailey. Well, yay. So there you have it. The very first episode of Gathering Glean. Um, I, I had a wonderful time just getting to meet up with Cody and hear from her and all those things that God has um, just taught her and like lessons that she's learned just through being, you know, a Christian and being a wife and just the Holy Spirit, you know, working in her and just changing her and making her more like him. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Just a a couple things before I close things up. Uh, Next month is February, and you know we've got Valentine's Day coming up, and I know that there there may be a few of you guys who, you know, you're single and you're waiting for your future husband, and 
Valentine's Day can, you know, be a little challenging for, for us. I know it was for me at times um, when I was single and waiting. And so um, I just wanted to do something that, you know, Dina is a person who I had the opportunity of meeting up with um, and you know, she ministered to me. I, you know, she was like a mentor to me. And um, she really encouraged me in waiting for my future husband. And, you know, she has an amazing story of, you know, waiting for her husband. And so I am so excited because she is going to be on the podcast and we're going to talk about waiting for your future husband. And um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I, you know, you guys do not want to miss that. If you're a single girl, um, you gotta, you gotta come and listen because uh, it's gonna be really great. And so, um, there's that. Um, and you know, you guys just remember to always, always, always be you.